0: Welcome to BizQuick, everybody. What's happening? I'm Corey. Hey, Hi. Julie.
1: <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hey,
0: threw a, Corey. Threw a curveball at you there. You did. Yeah, we've got... Um, should be an interesting uh, show today. We've got Raj Subrameyer on. He is the owner and CEO of Chai Latte Consulting. He is a tech career strategist and an international keynote speaker and writer. So Can
1: I ask you a question? Sure. What do you think David Breyer would say about Chai Latte Consulting?
0: He would have... Some questions about it.
1: Yeah. I feel Um, like he would. That's fair. That's fair.
0: But, uh, you know, at least he's not SB Space. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) nobody is. That's just us. We are SB Space. So Raj is, he's a speaker. He's kind of an international sensation. Can I say that?
0: You can. I don't know if it's true,
1: but you can. I don't know if it's true either. I should take that back. Um, He's an expert on leadership, right?
0: Yeah, amongst other things. But yeah, he talks a lot about leadership development and. You know, how to grow, um, like, build your career as a mm. leader. Like, you know, boost your whatever, I don't know. Yeah. That type of stuff.
1: Boost your business.
0: Boost your, like...
1: Revenue? Leadership Salary? skills, mm. like
0: like that type of stuff. Like, how to improve, uh, improve, not boost, how to improve yourself um, to get the skills that you need in order to be a successful leader in whatever industry you're in. So he talks a lot about that, and I think that's what we're going to dive into today is leadership development, because I know that's something that you... Um, have done in your past, mm-hmm. like career development at least. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: leadership development. Don't shortchange me, Corey. Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know your background.
1: Who do you think made you into the leader you are? My mom. <laughs> False. Yeah. False. Anyway,
0: so talk about leadership development. Go. What okay. do I need to know?
1: <laughs> well, first off, you have to be a really good leader. Well, this is interesting. Interesting because I... Um, I just heard this the other day. I, I want to say that I heard it during David Breyer's master class on branding, which, by the way, I'm in because I'm going to be a branding expert. That's why I asked you what you thought about the Chai Latte Consulting. I know you know that, but I wanted to share it with our listeners because I want our listeners to know all the things we're up to. But anyway, there was a – he was talking about this um, survey that was recently done where they talked about the number one um, – the, the number one – trait that a leader needs to have and you know the 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 do you know what came up number one
0: the number one trait that a leader needs to have yeah is this something that david did or something that like it was a study or something it was like some
1: that? study that was done
0: um com- sh- compassion
1: yeah it was right along those lines right it's like compassion or empathy or you know like the ability to connect emotionally.
0: How the hell am I such a good leader
2: then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. You and I both know that's not the number one trait that a leadership that a leader needs to have. Like right at the top, very high should be um, vision, right? You have to be you have to have vision to be a good leader. You have to be able to delegate. Um, you also have to be able to, you know, make decisions quickly and soundly, right? And, you know, have have a lot of resiliency because you're going to make mistakes and you got to own it. But then you just keep moving forward. So it's just interesting to see. I'll be very curious what Raj's thoughts are on leadership in general and and sort of where he goes in that direction, because I just think that the results of that survey very much speak to the direction that we're going in society where we're just, you know, I used to always say we're actively participating in the dumbing down of America, which I still believe we are, but I believe even more rapidly than the dumbing down of America, we are actively participating in an America where the goal is to have less manly men.
0: Yeah. So, um, my best friend of the world, Adam Carolla, he talks about this often and I totally agree. Like he so he wrote a book, I wanna say it was, you know, maybe a decade ago, um, called In Fifty Years Wall Chicks. Great book, but like he just kinda that's what he talks about. And then like he he, he goes on and on about uh, like car commercials, for example. Like when we were growing up, when he was growing up, it's all like, oh, it's got torque and can jump over canyons and like all this stuff and now it's just all good feelings. Everything's feelings. Right. And that's where like I think that compassion as a leader like whatever all those soft and fuzzy things like as a leader I think I agree I think that's the direction that we're going that people are like oh I want a leader who connects with me no fuck off you want a leader who's gonna get the job done (laughs) all right and make sure that you get your job done yes there is time for compassion and empathy and you know your dog dies take the day off whatever that's fine but it's not like I mean this is business this isn't feelings
1: I, I agree with you, and I find it interesting that you refer to Adam Carolla as your best friend and not me. Like, I'm a little well, bit...
0: Let's, let's be honest. Who would you rather be best friends with, Adam Carolla or me?
1: There's not even a question for Carolla. me.
0: Carolla. <laughs> Corolla is the answer.
1: <laughs> if I was best friends with Adam Corolla, then you would really be thankful that I'm in your life. Yes, correct. Yes, because you would have closer proximity to Adam <laughs> yes, Corolla. Exactly. But, you know, back to seriously we're talking about, you know, leadership qualities. Um, I'm just going to say it right now because, you know, we don't know what's coming with Raj. If Raj tells us that compassion and empathy and emotional connection and being a strong emotional leader – are high on that list, like at the top. I'm challenging him. I'm coming at him. Do it. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I yeah. Guess. Yeah, because, it's crazy talk.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it's crazy talk, but maybe that's the way that we're going these days. And because I, I know that's the direction we're going, doesn't mean it's correct. But like, you know, when it comes to um, managing uh, the younger generations of, like, that's what they expect now. It's not like I expect, uh, you know, a. a secure job and benefits and all that. It's like, I want someplace where I feel a part of the group.
1: I want a safe space. There's that too, which <laughs> is,
0: I mean, uh, uh, maybe we're just crotchety old people now. or are like damn kids these days, but like, it's like the <laughs> Scooby Doo. It's an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> Something like that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who knows? It's just, I, I, I understand that there is a need for a little bit of that in business, but it shouldn't be what business is about.
1: I agree. I, I just think, you know, there is a time and place for everything and, you know, wanting, you can get emotional connection and empathy at work without it coming from the leader, right? There are other ways to fulfill that need that don't make it so that you're running you know, I don't I don't even know what to say. That wouldn't be offensive right now.
0: Is that what HR is for? <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> no. <laughs> that's definitely have you ever met an empathetic and compassionate Absolutely. HR person? No. At, well Anne Lagoza probably, but that's that's pretty much it.
0: Aside from Anne, they're all crazy.
1: They really, really are. They're nuts. So all right. I'm excited for this conversation because I hope I get, I hope we get to challenge Raj a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. If I'm going to be so disappointed, if he is on the same page as us, I'm be so disappointed. I'm or looking for a fight we're today. We're going to end the podcast. Yeah. No. My fight face is on today. Okay, great. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll bring back, we'll bring Raj on.
0: We've launched a whole new coaching program aimed at helping small business owners accelerate their revenue. This one-on-one, well, technically too, coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and at $600 a month, it's priced perfectly for any small business owner. If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com small-business-coaching to sign up. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We've got Raj on to talk about leadership development. What's happening, Raj? How's it going, man? Uh, I'm really happy to be here. We're excited to have you on the show. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of um, because you you do a lot of talks about leadership. uh, You help people with leadership development, et cetera. So, um, give us a
2: little background if you don't mind. Sure, I think it'll be good to set some context for your listeners before I get into that. So, um, I grew up in the southern part of India in a really conservative family, and uh, throughout my childhood. Um, I worked in different work environments where we followed a hierarchical structure so you can never challenge the status quo. You cannot speak up. And uh, that was pretty much my life. And then when I got to the United States, I saw things were different here. Actually, people can challenge things and debate things, which is something new to me. And I started embracing that concept. And um, I've been in the tech space for over, 16 years now. And once I got into leadership roles uh, starting 2012, I uh, made sure that other people won't face the same consequences as me. And uh, I wanted to be an open, transparent leader. And uh, that was the path I wanted to be in. So currently I do leadership coaching for mid to senior level folks in the tech space and also um, help people advance their careers. So that's kind of, uh, you know, some context for your listeners
1: excellent so I'm just
0: jump right in As, <laughs> asking the question that I want to ask
1: you go no you um, ask because I don't know which one you want to ask
0: oh well
2: I want to jump right in what is the most important quality in a leader I think the most important quality for a leader is being a good listener so me again come growing up in a different work environment and working to, uh, in a totally different region. Um, People who speak a lot, I thought, were the people who get more noticed. So I started following the same patterns when I was in the United States. But then slowly through experience, I found out that people who listen a lot make more strategic decisions and uh, gain the respect of the team. And being a good listener is hard. It took me about 10 years to cultivate it and I'm still a work in progress. So I really believe uh, listening uh, intently to what the other person is saying. And then responding based on that is uh, something everyone should cultivate and that's what makes them a strong leader.
0: I, I can agree with that. It's not it's not the answers that uh, we were talking about earlier. So that's good. So we don't have to get in an argument today with you. But not yet. Not yet.
1: Not yet. We're going to give you another opportunity for an argument though. But um, I, you know, a little hot tip for you when you said that you're still, you know, work in progress as we all are with the listening stuff. The single best thing that I ever did to improve my listening skills was I took an improv class because mm. on improv, you have no idea what's coming next and you're playing off of somebody else. And so you really have to listen. I actually took it thinking it would make me better at sales. Um, I think we can not, all- happen. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. Um, although I'm getting better at sales, Raj, I really am. Um, this, it, it really helped with the podcasting because I listen differently and I ask better questions as a result of it. So now I'm going to come in hot with a better question. What so we've we're for you when you think about leadership and you're thinking about it in the tech space primarily because that's who you're really working with. Right. Is is <clears throat> tech leaders and helping to develop them to get to the next level. Um, where does empathy and emotional connection come in? on the leadership scale
2: i think it's really high on the leadership scale when it comes to empathy and emotional connection especially as you grow higher up the ladder uh it's it really makes a big difference because um, a lot of people when you get into leadership roles you start leading a lot of people Uh, and you tend to have a lot of direct reports and everyone are going through their own personal journey. They have their own obstacles, right? And uh, say, for example, you give a task for these folks and if they don't finish it on time, our immediate, immediate gut reaction would be, why didn't you finish it on time? I was that type of leader, right? But with COVID and all those things happening, people should go deeper and think about maybe there's something else which is happening. What is that? That's where the whole empathy part comes into picture, where you ask the person and try to put yourself in their shoes, what they're going through, and uh, try to figure out what's the actual reason why they are doing what they're doing. And that also helps establish the connection with people. That your direct reports feel that okay, this person is willing to listen to me and hear my struggles and pain points. You know, I'm gonna give more respect and more dedication to that person, right? So I think uh, leading with empathy and trying to get personal with your people uh, is really a game changer, especially right now where everyone is working from home and uh, we had to manage work and life and it's been crazy. So uh, that is something I think we really, really need to think about and it's gonna be a normal part of who you need to be as a leader.
1: Top five, top 10, where would you, where would you drop them in? Top five, top 10, top oh, empathy is
2: there. Empathy would be top three, I oh. would say, 100%, because uh, you really, really have to show people that you're human as well, right? So if you say top three, we already talked about good listener. We talked about empathy. One more thing I want to just quickly mention, although you didn't ask, is vulnerability. So not a lot of people know this, but uh, when my TEDx talk comes out, people are going to know. Uh, I was a toxic leader once because uh, I thought that I should always have my game face on. I shouldn't show a sign of weakness. And then I would lose respect. And I started doing a lot of things which were apparently detrimental to people's lives and the workplace because uh, I gave this persona that I was perfect and everything all that I was and I was suffering inside but outside I was a different person and because of that the team got a wrong notion that I'm perfect and then they have to live up to that expectations and it was a whole uh, you know uh, catastrophic um, uh, results because of that and then it took me a lot of uh, self-retrospection and uh, coaching to start being vulnerable and show people I'm human and once you show people you're human then they know that okay it's okay to make mistakes and we are here as a team and to learn from each other so i believe vulnerability is another key point which people have to keep in mind
1: um okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you a little bit here raj so um let me see how succinctly i can get this out by honoring our own rule of being succinct if we've got the top three <clears throat> skills or qualities of a leader being listening having empathy and being vulnerable like what are what are they leading with i mean don't 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 you think that everyone knows that there's no expectation of perfection i mean there's no perfect beings right so i personally believe that i can be a strong leader without having empathy even fall in the top 10. if my if i'm leading a company and i am leading people I believe those people more importantly need me to have vision, to have resilience, to be able to bounce back, to be able to be a good decision maker, to hold people accountable and to delegate far before they need me to be empathetic. I've got a team of people, so if I'm truly building a business and building a team, I don't empathy and vulnerability don't even make the top 10 for me personally and i think that's i think the fact that we look at these skills so we we look at the these traits now as being so critical to every every element of our of our lives that it's actually making us it's it's making us weaker as a society right there is like mm-hmm. uh, sure do i want people to empathize what i'm going through but the here's the reality raj you can't empathize with me if you've never been through it the very definition of empathy is that you've experienced it yourself right so um unless i got that definition wrong you're asking the wrong person oh yeah i know because you don't have empathy
2: (laughs) empathy is about putting yourself in other people's shoes and trying to feel and see from their perspective what they're going through you don't necessarily have to have the exact replica of experiences they've gone through, but you give them a ear, you try to feel what they're going through and see based on your experiences, whether you could do something to help out. So that's what in my definition is empathy. And and before you continue on a couple of things, really valid point, right? If you have those three good listening, vulnerability and empathy, then there are other skill sets as well. Yeah. I think for me, that is the top three. But for you, it could be different. But this is the thing. I think in the current day and age, when you get into leadership roles, you're automatically uh, promoted to those roles because you're good in decision-making, because you have good strategic vision, because you, you're you good in uh, some are a lot of stuff which people expect in that position. But the problem is People do not think about the listening part, the vulnerable part, and empathy. And yes, in your point, it it could uh, make just make people seem weak. But based on research, it actually builds more trust and transparency transparency within the team, and you build more high performing teams. And it's based on research; it's not woo woo stuff. And I have personal experience. Uh, uh, implementing those and then I could see firsthand that when you show people that, hey, it's okay to mess up. For example, I messed up this way and seems like you did something similar, but let's figure this out together. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not that. So I think people have a wrong um, definition of uh, being empathy and vulnerability means soft. No, it's about opening up the opportunity for people to speak up, uh, challenging the status quo without the fear of being judged. Right, I think that's what in my book uh, is empathy and leading with vulnerability and being a good listener.
0: And I, I, to, yes, like I agree to a degree. Like you need to, like you need to show that you're human, and that's basically like you know get. What I think you're kind of getting at there is that you, you don't want to just, you know, sit up in your ivory tower and just dictate and, you know, you're infallible and, and all of that because nobody likes that for sure. But then there's like a, a, to a degree, like, you know, right around whatever election time, you know, w- whatever election's going on, they'll show like news reports of like the person running for city council, like having a beer with like the local focus, like you don't drink beer, you don't go to bars. Like, you know, it's like you see right through right. it. So there's like certainly a, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a degree that like
2: you, you need to be human, but you need to be real. Right. Right. That's where the establishing trust and credibility makes sense as well, right? So first you want to establish some trust and credibility and know the people even before saying, okay, I'm going to lead with empathy. I'm going to be vulnerability to your question. Like, like you were saying, for example, you said, uh, if I'm going through something, how would you know? How can you lead with empathy even without knowing me? Right. And I I agree. I'm not saying that once you join a team immediately, you're not show sure that hey, I'm weak in this, I'm weak in that. Let's, you know, it's out first you have to figure out okay what the team is, what the context is. And then it comes to making tough decisions, time to make things strategic initiatives or start something new, which is going to affect the overall team, that's when all these things actually come into picture. So I agree, you know, there's a difference between faking it and actually doing it as well. And it starts with first knowing your audience and your atmosphere and then start implementing all these things, which I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I tend to think that people, so many people are starving for truly good and strong leadership and integrity and honesty and people that have a vision and are leading people someplace that they want to go right i'm not discounting that the empathy and vulnerability are important but i think of every team that i've ever built those high performing people you know i don't like we none of us unfortunately live in a judgment-free zone right so You know, you could tell us something and we could be like, hey, no judgment. But in the back of our head, we're like, guess who's judging you? Right. That's just that's just how we are as humans. That's how we are built, unfortunately. But for every team that I've ever built, I lead with when we're when they're when somebody's joining the team or even considering joining the team is you know, basically an upfront contract of this is how we work on this team. These are the expectations of you. This is the commitment from me. This is what you can count on me for. And establishing that trust through telling them this is what we do and then actually doing those things, right? I don't, can I express vulnerability? Sure. Do I need to, to establish trust and for them to want to follow me? Absolutely not. Because what I've learned is, if somebody is going to come on your team and put essentially a big part of their future and their career in your hands, they want to know you're leading them someplace that's worth going. And to me, that doesn't come through empathy and vulnerability. That comes through vision and integrity. And I, I don't agree that those skills are prequals to getting a leadership job. We know a lot of leaders. And Raj, I know you know leaders too who got put into leadership positions that don't have any of those skills. Right. So I just, I just kind of challenge where the the empathy and the vulnerability land. Um, I think they're important for leaders. I don't think that they're that important, but I I'm, I'm with you 100% on listening. Like I, you can't, you can't be a good good leader if you don't listen.
2: And I do agree that as a leader, you need to set clear goals, expectations and set deadlines and then let the team, are the individuals, you know, commit to that and hold them accountable to it. Um, that is 100% part of being a uh, a good leader, right? So, and um, yeah, that's why talking about why the top five skills, top three skills sometimes could vary based on the person experience and what atmosphere he or she has been. But I agree with you. Uh, traits of being a good leader starts with having, clear vision, setting goals, deadlines, expectations, and then developing the person and making them accountable. I think it starts with that. And as part of the journey is all these things, which we have been talking about, which comes into play. Uh, But based on my experience in the tech space, I agree that not a lot of people already have those uh, things because they just get grandfathered into leadership roles. (laughs) You know, maybe that's the right word for it, but uh, based on what I've seen, I think with uh, in the age of the, in social media and a lot of online resources and their own experiences, people already are aware of those things, which has to be the to, to be the bar if you really want to make it into a leadership role, right? So they are expected to already have those traits, but not a lot of people are. Uh, open to listening to people or, you know, trying to see things from their perspective, right? So yeah, uh, valid points, definitely. So uh, we're gonna have to start wrapping up here, but I
0: got one last question for you. So uh, in my opinion, like like good leaders have uh, like that, that leadership skill, that ability, whatever you want to call it, is somewhat inherent. It's a part of their personality. So, you know, it's like, there are things that you can learn to become better at leaders being a leader, but like not everybody can be a leader. Do you think that that can be coached or, or is it just like some people are just destined to never lead?
2: <laughs> That's also, I think uh, a really subjective question, but I firmly believe that everyone is a leader in his or her own way, because you may have been in a position of leadership at school, at work, or even at your home. It's all about how you harness those strengths and focus on different aspects which actually match to the vision or goals of the company or whatever organization you work for. I feel everyone can be a leader. If they don't know, they don't have the leadership skills, then you probably want to have a coach or a mentor who can identify those things for you and then make you work on that. And if you reciprocate the same way the coach is reciprocating his or her interest, then anyone can become a leader. Because that's the fact you have, you may have, you were in a leadership role at some point in your life, right? So it's all about what do you want to do in life? And I firmly believe leadership can be coached, but it, it's better when a person already has this dying, uh, you know, uh, 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 desire to uh, become a leader, right? Then you have already a motivated person, and then you could just, you know, put him or her in different fields. But if you have a coach, the person takes more time, but hey, uh, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. For example, Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, he was not a leader. He was not this leader like Steve Jobs or uh, 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 Sergey Brin, and they coached him. And there was a guy n- named uh, Campbell who coached leaders, like people like him to become leaders. So he's a perfect example. He, If you read his biography and stuff, uh, he was not a in leadership role that he was not a perfect leader, but now he's the CEO of freaking Google. So leadership can be coach. And I think you brought
0: up a good point there that the, probably the most important thing for anybody who, who's getting into, you know, possibly being a leader, that desire, like you want, you have to want to be a leader, you know, and, and that's, Probably the the most important thing to start with,
1: right? They have to have the desire to do it and the motivation.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but all right, we got to
2: wrap it up there. So before we go, is there anything that we can do for you? Sure, Um, I love connecting with new people. So if they check out my website, they can find how I could help them and how I could help them advance their career. So definitely go check it out. And also. I'm, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. So I love me- meeting new people. So make sure you follow me and connect with me there as well. But, uh, those are some things you could do. And of course, check out my book, which would help people. It's called skyrocket your career.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And all of that will be in the show notes for everybody with links. Um, and thanks again, Raj. And thanks to our listeners
1: yeah thanks raj we really appreciate you You were a good sport through this because we had a lot of opinions on this and honestly you almost changed my mind you didn't but you almost did so nice work there if you guys are (laughs) if anyone's interested in working with us you can connect with us on our website sbpace.com you can also find us all over social media we're on linkedin we're on tiktok instagram facebook and we have a youtube channel
0: If you haven't already, download and rate our podcasts, subscribe and give us a review. And if you want to reach out to us about topics or if you want to be a guest, head on over to SBPace.com.
1: All that information is out there. And you know what's coming next. We have a book. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It is a number one bestseller on Amazon. It has a digital download with all sorts of exercises, which ironically, one of our past clients just reached out to us recently and said that he was just going through all those exercises now, but he just sold his business. So I wonder what he's doing them on. (laughs) And if you have the book, head over to Amazon, rate and review us because we love the ratings.
0: That's it for today's show. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across
1: America.